everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. And happy November! I am the host of this movie podcast, Andre Hutchins. Today's Backseat Director's episode is Movies Coming Soon. And along with my friend and fellow movie buff, the other Andre, we will recap our favorite movies from the month of October and preview what's to come for the month of November. All right, everyone, enjoy the show. Andre, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, it's, an, it's another month, man. October yeah. October is in the books, and we are on to November. Time flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So uh, you got any big uh, Halloween plans coming up? Cause it, so, listeners, at, at the time of this recording, it's October 30th, so tomorrow's Halloween. What do you got going on tomorrow, Andre? Uh, nothing big, because, uh, well, like, normally uh, on around Halloween... A uh, buddy of mine, like kind of his old roommates, host this big Halloween party, which is and but they have they do it on a weekend, so um, obviously it doesn't affect anybody's work schedule. So last weekend I actually drove up for that. Uh, I'm not drove up, took the train up, um, and I went to that last weekend. So nice. for day for the day of actual Halloween, not so much. What about you? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think we're still figuring it out. So I, I know one thing that my wife are, and I are going to go do. So uh, the elementary schools here in Utah, they most of them have have a Halloween parade, and so mm-hmm. all the kids go to the school dressed up, and and they will they will line every single kid up and walk them through either outside. I think outside if the weather's good, or you know they'll do it in the cafeteria. And mm. every single kid from every single class will show off their costume, and so I've got, I've got a uh, three nephews that attend the same. They're, they're all three brothers, and they attend this, at the same elementary school. So we'll go do that. But I don't know. I don't know. It, it might be low key. We'll definitely dress up in our in our costumes, uh, hand out candy, maybe grab a pizza, watch a movie, you know, just something good like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll probably finish Stranger Things. That's what we'll probably finish. Did you finish that already? No, I'm uh, like maybe three quarters of the way through episode five. Oh yeah, finished. yeah, we're on episode five that. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to, uh, and I'm trying to finish it. It just, uh, it just takes a while. For so me. I, I, dude, I saw your, I saw your tweet. You said you're liking season two more than season one. Yeah, I, I mean. Not to say season one was bad. I just, I, I personally, I, in regard to a lot of things, I just, I, I guess it got overhyped for me. <laughs> um, so like I watched it, I was like, this is good, but, I mean, I talked to you about it off uh, offline, but for my own personal reasons, I, it didn't stick out to me as one of the, like the as the greatest thing like since sliced bread or anything like that. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, goodness, you, you're definitely one of the few people that I yeah, have talked I to. <laughs> I mean, it's not, and again, I'm not saying that you didn't like it. And I know you said you. it's not that you didn't like it. it but I, I have fallen victim to, you know, the overhype machine sometimes too with, uh, with you know, specifically movies this year. I mean, when I saw Logan for the first time, yeah. You know, I, I mean, people have been praising that movie left and right, and so I was really expecting something to blow me away. And it, and again, it's not that it was you know a bad movie. Or I didn't like it. I I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. But yeah, definitely that the hype train can can maybe distort our our perceptions or expectations too. <laughs> right. 
All right, Andre, let's let's go ahead and uh, get our movie uh, movies coming soon episode going, and uh, we we are gonna let's let's yeah let's recap um, the month of October and choose which was our favorite movie from uh, this past month. Backseat directors. Favorite movie of the month. Okay, so uh, Andre, why don't you go first? And uh, I, I think I already know what your favorite movie <laughs> is from the month of October. But let's yeah, let's maybe just kind of recap of some of the other ones that we enjoyed as well. So uh, why don't you go first? Um, well, I if anyone uh, listeners had listened to the review of it, obviously I really really loved the Blade Runner film, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I thought it was great. Um, that's my opinion. In short. If, you guys want to go listen to that uh, i'm not gonna bore you guys again with my great opinion of it however um <laughs> as, aside from that i've been kind of back and forth with um films that out of the ones that i watched uh like uh, because i like them for different reasons so uh, i'm really in between um the Mayorowitz stories and a ghost story. Ghost story obviously came out a while ago, but I just saw that this month. Yeah. So I guess based on that, I would say um, the Mayorowitz stories. I thought that was a fantastic movie. Yeah. It's, um, it's and, that uh, Adam Sandler Netflix movie, right? Yeah. Um, I know it was released in a few theaters, uh, including a few near me, but I thought – I'm already paying for Netflix. Why would I pay again for a theater <laughs> ticket? <laughs> so uh, I watched it, and I, I think it's really a really good story. It's unique in certain aspects, but it was – I think for me it was such a touching story. And Ben Stiller, I know you've talked about it with some other people, like how you think Ben Stiller, um, you really like his acting. Uh, outside of obviously his comedic roles, right, right, and I think like this was another film to add to support that. And Adam Sandler, I, I think it's one of his best performances um, in a really long time. Yeah, which I, yeah, that 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 type of praise doesn't really come Adam Sandler's way too often, does it? <laughs> yeah, and it's not like one of those type of like praises. Oh, it's be- just bet just a little bit better than like his comedic roles because obviously he's had a lot of bad things so saying right. that it's, it's his best role that's fair that could mean nothing when something is so bad but this is actually really good and potentially i would for me at least because this is one of my i really enjoy this film is rain over me um it's either at that level or potentially better than that acting wise so it's not just a comparison to nothing. It's actually a comparison to something that's actually really good as well. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't get a chance to see it. it. It is in my Netflix queue. So, I mean, eventually sometime down the road, I do plan on seeing it. So you mentioned a ghost story. That's another movie I still have not seen. Um, but I know you saw Marshall. So Marshall didn't quite make the cut for maybe your top three. Um, Marshall was on there as well. Like the thing is, is that I'm, I love that film, but I think like what stands out about a ghost story and the other one is that it's, I guess, unique storytelling in that they are very creative, whereas obviously – and this is just, I guess, 
my preference when it comes to movies. I appreciate like unique films like that a lot more than I appreciate biopics and stuff like that. Yeah. So based on that, I say it's a little bit better. But I en- I enjoyed Marshall um, very much so. But I know a few people who found it boring. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, not it, it's just because at least with that film, it's it's a dra- courtroom drama movie like that's right what it is and that's what it does well um but for a um for i guess uh there's not going to be a lot of exciting uh i guess uh moments aside from like courtroom stuff so yeah and it and it's not in the same way of comedic as i guess um uh what do you call it um my cousin Vinny. it's not like like that type of humor. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's more along the line similar and I mean is it's like to kill a mockingbird. It's a very similar type of um, drama, but it's not you don't you're not getting from the point of view of a kid, you're getting a point of view of an adult. So it's 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 different, but for me, Chadwick Bosman did fantastic, but the standout um, if for anyone who didn't read my review is Sterling K. Brown. I thought he was fantastic in in the role, and I was a big fan of him in that. Like I would say, potentially because I haven't seen too many of these things, is um, best supporting actor. I think he could go for that for his portrayal. So come award season, but yeah, going back to your original question, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was good, but it's just based on because the other two films were just. I guess original, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of just minorly outweighs it. Yeah, yeah. So and and so my I think my movie watching month was uh, it, it sounds like it was quite different than yours because I think I saw a few movies that you didn't see, and I did not see Marshall, and I did not see um, the, the other two that you mentioned, so a Ghost Story, and then the um, Adam Sandler Netflix movie. Um, did you did you get to see The Foreigner, Jackie Chan? Yes. Oh, I, oh I did, you did see it? I did see it. Okay, what about what about Only the Brave? Uh, I didn't get to see that yet. Um, that's on my list um, of many films I need to see. I know I, I did listen to you, your guys' review of it, and I do want to see it. Um, it just I haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so I saw six movies in October, and three I really liked. So Blade Runner was that first week. Very much enjoyed Blade Runner. I'm still, dude, I'm still trying to find time to squeeze in another viewing before it leaves theaters. And unfortunately, I think it's already been pulled from half of the theaters throughout the U.S. Um, and as I, I know it's still playing at my local theater. I just don't know if it's in the IMAX still. And so I, I, I want to go try to catch that. Um, then Only the Brave, really enjoyed that one. And the one, my the last movie I saw well, was Goodbye Christopher Robin. Did you get to see that one? No, I haven't seen I, that. I did listen to your review on that. That was on my list for, I think, when we talked about last month, uh, nostalgic purposes. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. This movie, this movie impressed me. It really, really did. Um, in, in my review, I, I guess I compared it to uh, the movie that came out a few years ago, um, Saving Mr. Banks, where okay, it, yeah. uh, Goodbye Christopher Robin is the story behind the story. So it's the story, you know, that inspired the Winnie the Pooh stories and characters and things like that. And and it was a story I was completely unfamiliar with. And so I I really didn't know what to expect from the movie. I don't think the trailer revealed that much anyway. 
But man, with a small tight knit cast, Domino Gleason, Margot Robbie, and this kid that they found to play to play Christopher Robin blew me away, man. And so, like honestly, my pick for like my favorite movie of the month comes down to that movie and Blade Runner. Um, just to shake things up, I'll probably give it to Goodbye Christopher Robin. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I really enjoyed those two movies. Those are movies that I honestly will will buy and they were they're movies that i would gladly see again in theaters and so yeah blade, blade runner and goodbye christopher robin those those were just excellent movies and i'm glad i got to get out and see those so um all right man yeah october you know october we talked about the, this in our previous you know movies coming soon episode is you know we really weren't too excited about too many movies in october there are some you know that panned out to be fairly good movies However, though, I think for the month of November, uh, I'm pretty excited for November. What about you? Uh, there are some films that I'm more excited to than others, um, but there's a good amount more of excitement here than the month of October. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and move on to our next segment, and that is our Movies Coming Soon for November. Movies. Coming soon. Okay, Andre, do you mind if I take that first week? No, go ahead. All right, man. So the first week, uh, the first week actually starts on a Wednesday, not a Friday. So a wide release film uh, that's going to debut November 1st, uh, which will be, yeah, this Wednesday, is A Bad Mom's Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Do, yeah, do you know too much about this film? Um, I know... That it's a sequel. Um, uh, I'm surprised they came out with it. The sequel to a uh, Bad Moms, I think it's yeah, called. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see it, but yeah. So it it brings back Kristen Bell. You have Mila Kunis, uh, Kristen Baranski. I think that's how you say her last name. Uh, Wanda uh, Wanda Sykes and Catherine ha- uh, Catherine Hahn. So, uh, dude, this is I, I, okay. I. I need to be careful when I when I start rolling my eyes at movies, especially when they're movies I haven't seen yet. Yeah, um, you know, I I had a, a pass to see the screening tonight for this movie. I didn't want to go. It's not a movie I'm really interested in seeing. <laughs> it, it's you know, so I guess here here's what IMDb says about the premise of the movie. It says Bad Mom's Christmas follows our three underappreciated and overburdened women as they rebel against the challenges and expectations of the Super Bowl for Moms Christmas. So it just it just looks like one of those just kind of goofy and silly holiday style movies that come out this time every single year, and yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's a bad mom's Christmas. Uh, but then Friday, yeah. Friday, so our first official uh, weekend in November, uh, mm-hmm. the headliner is Thor, Thor Ragnarok. So this is the this is the third, and I'm assuming it's going to be the final, just because uh, I think that's how Marvel's playing out you know, these movies with their main characters. So Thor gets his final uh, trilogy film. Uh, You bring back Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, uh, Kate Blanchett, which will be cool. I think she's going to be in the villainous role. I think that'll be fun to see. And then you get Mark Ruffalo, who's going to be playing the Hulk. And so, um, you know, just from the trailer, I think one of the highlights of the movie, at least what a lot of people are expecting is the showdown between Thor versus Hulk. Um, I, the style of the movie that you get from the trailer, it looks very different 
than the previous yeah. two Thor movies, yeah. and I know it's a new director. Um, I our buddies, our buddies from Life of Films, you know, they they already got to see the movie because for whatever reason, Marvel movies outside the U.S. always debut a week before the U.S. gets them, so they already saw it. Um, I'm I'm excited for this film. What about you? Um, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I'm I'm really intrigued to see how because they're clearly doing it. Um, and I'm not sure if you know about it. Is the Planet Hulk story? Um, no, uh-uh. I'm unaware of it. So basically. It's a comic book arc, and they also did an animated film. Basically, what happens in it, um, the Illuminati, which like uh, is a part of like uh, Shield, uh, Iron Man, and a few other uh, Avenger types, they realize that the Hulk is not controllable, so they send him off to this distant planet, this uh, uh, I guess war planet that the glad like gladiator esque. And he ends up um, basically taking over that planet through battles just because of how powerful he is. Right. Um, and in that, in the comic book, uh, they, he gets to fight Thor. In the movie, he fights, I don't remember his name, but it's a Asgardian horse guy. I don't remember his name. But anyway, so it's kind of it because that is a really good uh, animated film and also a good comic book arc. So I'm excited to see that part. Um, but my whole thing, and when it comes to Marvel films, like as of late, it just, and not to say they always end up being the same thing, but it's just, I'm hoping for unique stuff. And then if like, I guess I'm not as excited as I was when they first started obviously coming out with these films, just because there's so many of them now. Right. Right. Um, and there's a commonality not, shared among yeah. all of them where they just kind of blend. Yeah, exactly. And it's not – again, it's not that I'm not excited for it. It's just I'm just not as excited as I was before. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think ba- I think I'm going to enjoy it either way. It's not – like I'm – like thinking it's going to be a terrible film. Yeah, and I and I I'm with you. I think I think until Marvel really starts introducing new characters, because so you know when I think about the the Marvel movies that stick out to me and the ones that I've enjoyed the most are the ones that are the really odd, you know, not so well known characters like Ant Man or or um, Doctor Strange. You know, so when we start to get new characters like the Brie Larson Captain Marvel movie, I think. I think those those will definitely garner a lot more interest from me personally. But but yeah. just yeah, like you said, I I am still excited to see this movie. For me, I I really like seeing the Hulk on screen. I feel like he doesn't get enough screen time as it is. I know there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of issues still going on between. I I think Universal still owns the distribution rights for anything Hulk related. So I don't that which is why I don't think Marvel's been able to make their own Hulk movie. You know, right. so I, I don't know if this is their attempt to kind of give Hulk the spotlight along with Thor, but you're just calling it a Thor movie. But either way, yeah, that's that's gonna be the the headliner for the first weekend in November. Um there's there's a couple um limited releases that I did want to mention. The first one is one that I think actually looks really good. It's called Last Flag Flying. Yes. This, yeah, this is an Amazon Studios film, and it stars Steve Carell, Brian Cranston, and Lawrence Fishburne. And from what I saw in the trailer, it looks like a very 
good movie. A, a movie where you have guys that have a great ability to be funny, like in Steve Carell and <laughs> and Brian Cranston, but also to be able to touch on very um, very emotional, very powerful narratives and storylines, which is what this movie is about. So again, right. just kind of reading from IMDb, it says. 30 years after they served together in Vietnam, referring to Steve Carell, Brian Cranston, Lawrence Fishburne, a former Navy corpsman, uh, Doc, reunites with his old buddies, former Marine Sal and Reverend Richard Muller, to bury his son, a young Marine killed in the Iraq War. So what I took from the trailer is that it looks like Steve Carell's son is the one that dies. Yeah. And and the military wants to bury him in Arlington, but Steve Carell does not want his son buried there. And it looks just kind of like his journey, his personal journey of overcoming, you know, or dealing with his grief and the loss of his son and how he's able to, you know, cope and bond with his friends and things like that. But it looks good. It really does look good. And, uh, you know, so I was talking about, you know, how I, we were talking about, um, um, oh gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, Oh, come on. Um, Ben Stiller, um, how yeah. Ben Stiller, you know, had his beginnings as, you know, being in a lot of comedy type movies, you know, but now in his later years of his acting career, he is kind of settled into these more serious roles. And I've seen that with Steve Carell. Steve Carell yeah. kind of had a similar path. And but what I like about, you know, then this goes goes along with Ben Stiller as well, that Steve Carell is able to handle and manage these serious roles, but also still, you know, you remember him from his funny times and his funny movies. And it just, I don't know. It just adds a lot of depth to, I guess the characters he's playing. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm looking forward to this movie. If I get a chance to see it. So a limited release, I'm not sure where it's going to release first. Um, you know, gosh, a lot of these limited releases don't come to Salt Lake city until like three weeks after like it's initial, um, but then the last one I just wanted to mention was uh, a movie called Lady Bird. I'm not sure if you saw anything about this one, but uh, no, actually, just a coming of age movie. Um, it's, it's a young woman living in in California. Uh, she goes she goes on uh, some type of just I don't know. I think like a road trip or something. But anyway, it stars it stars. Um, her name is Saoirse Ronan. She is the Irish actress that. Uh, played in the the movie Brooklyn that was nominated and won a ton of awards. Um, but anyway, the, the, the trailer itself looks good. Um, I think I'll eventually get around to seeing this, but maybe not in theaters, but those are the movies that stood out to me in the first weekend. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that last flag standing. I agree with you about, uh, um, Steve Carell and I mean, I'm also a big fan of Brian Cranston, and yeah. he's one of those. For me, at this current time, he's one of those guys who I will legit go to a movie for him oh, because nice, he. Nice. Be, be, it, it's just because he has this presence on screen, and he potentially. I mean, I, have, you, have you watched Breaking Bad? Oh yeah, no, I've, I, yeah, okay. I saw every season. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm just making sure because um, anyway, so like I. Yeah, I, I only show, I only I, see Walter White when I see Brian Cranston. <laughs> right, but like for me, when I see him, like I I see him that as well. But he's able to obviously extract so emotion that I just want him to. I want a move like he's allowed to have that like those emotional scenes because he does really well. I mean, aside from like a few films um, after, post Breaking Bad. He's done that. Um, right. Uh, there's was one film 
why am I blanking on it? Uh, the title of it, um, it came out, I think, a year ago, a year or two ago. Um, he plays this undercover guy for the FBI. I just don't remember the name of it offhand right now. I'm, I'm, but, I'm on IMDb, so keep keep talking and I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, um, and it it for me, like I thought he was a he did a phenomenal job in that. And unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people saw it, or as many as like I think should have. So Is it, was it the Infiltrator? Yes, the Infiltrator. That's oh, okay. it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that I think that's a like it's a really um, well acted film by uh, Cranston. Um, so, and I mean, he, it's weird. before the movie came out, he was actually kind of made me want to go see Power Rangers a little bit more. Um, <laughs> I, I was, yeah. uh, I had my nostalgia obviously, but I still was skeptical about right, it. Right, right. I wasn't sure. But then right. I, once I heard Brian Cranston was voicing Zordon, uh, I was like, all right, I, I'm, I'm at least going to go watch this. Yeah. Uh, um, and then also, um, Lawrence Fishburne, I think he's always a fun guy in films. Um, so I, I like him as yeah. an actor. Yeah. So I'm excited for that film as well, the first week. Yeah, no, I mean, be- yeah, between Thor and that movie, I think there are two legit movies that people will have the options of seeing that first weekend. So, yeah. All right. What about, what about uh, weekend number two? So this would be Friday, November 10th. Uh, this Murder on the Orient Express, I think, yeah. is the the big one yeah. um and i mean it it the cast uh it's a as, well it's based off of a agatha christie book um and is essentially a remake of an older film yeah that and i did i did i didn't know that did you know that there was an original it was 1974 was when that one came out yeah my mom was a is a big agatha christie person so oh, I, okay yeah, so she showed me that uh, movie a very long time ago. Yeah. Um, and I'm a very big fan of that film. Um, and it it uh, if you have a chance before going to see this new one, I'd definitely recommend trying to find a copy of the old one. It oh, okay. actually it has a uh, uh, Sean Connery's in it. Um, so it's it's kind yeah. of fun for no, that. No, I'm looking I'm looking at the cast. So aside from Sean Connery, it's also got Albert Finney. And I yeah. love Albert Finney. Um, yeah, and there's Ingrid Bergman, um, yep. Lauren Bacall. It's just kind of like the the new one. You know, the new one has a stacked cast. I mean, my goodness, there's at least 10, 10 A-list name actors, you know, playing yeah. in this new remake. Yeah, you got Kenneth Branagh in this one, Johnny Depp, William Defoe, Joni Dench, Daisy, Michelle Pfeiffer. Daisy Ridley, yeah. Um, yeah, Penelope Cruz. Um, yep. Josh Gad. I mean, yeah, yep. there's all, yeah, lots and lots of actors. Yeah, and the one that I'm actually kind of most intrigued about because uh, is Leslie Odom Jr. Ooh. And for those, uh, and I mean this because he's a, he was originally on um, uh, the Hamilton cast. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, cool. And that's, um, and he's also, if you've seen, uh, any of those nationwide nationwide insurance commercials he's also been on a few of those <laughs> so i'm uh and it it's um yeah so i'm intrigued by him because he's the only one who like i haven't seen like act i mean hamilton obviously um has been phenomenal 
I have not seen that. Yeah, neither so, have I. <laughs> as much as I want to, I cannot afford tickets. So, <laughs> um, so I'm intrigued by that. But what really makes this film for me, I think, is one, um, the story. I think it's a great story. The screenplay is written by the guy who worked on um, Blade Runner and also Logan. Oh, nice, and, nice. Yeah, and I'm a big fan also of Kenneth Branagh, uh, and that's also similar to why I watched the original. My mom and dad were very big Shakespeare people, uh-huh. and so Kenneth Branagh uh, is like, he he was a Shakespearean actor before anything. So, like, you go back and you watch, I think he did, like, Henry V. Um, he, he did, did, like, a bunch, yeah, a bunch Mac- of Macbeth, Shakespeare. Macbeth, the 2013 yeah. Macbeth, uh-huh. Uh, he also did... He did, uh, he did Valkyrie. Do, yeah, Much Ado About Nothing, um, which is also, I think, a good Shakespeare film. But anyway, Kenneth Branagh, um, he also did the first Thor film, which I think is the most out there of films that he's ever done. Oh, I, uh, I don't think I realized that. Yeah, it's... Very like <laughs> that was the when I saw that he was directing originally, I was like, "Wow, this is all right." I mean, sure, that works. I mean, he's good. He's done things, but a superhero film is not what I would attach to it. Like a guy who's done like really intense films, so it was just it was definitely a, a new one for me. But I didn't mind Thor that as um, that much. It wasn't the best film, but it's definitely not terrible yeah um but i think there's a lot of um also people out there who know him as uh professor lockhart in the harry potter film yeah um, yeah and 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 my apologies i i got it wrong he did not direct valkyrie he played in valkyrie and he's all uh dunkirk i mean he's been in so many films that it's not like trying we'd be here all, all night if we're trying to read through his imdb yeah. list yeah so um but anyway yeah I, i'm excited for that the one thing that's i guess i'm very skeptical about is just because i'm such a big fan of the original um i'm just this one's got to be really good for me to like it but well i'm not gonna be like close-minded about it yeah yeah um uh, and then the only other film that i have really coming out that week is uh daddy's <laughs> homes too <laughs> which is a film that uh, similarly to bad's mom's christmas yeah. i'm surprised got a sequel um i didn't see the original yeah neither uh, did i it's uh about just the guy the stepdad and the real dad of this family and apparently in the first film they, i guess they realized that both are correct parents to these kids and now we're learning who their fathers are. Um, so Mark Wahlberg's father is Mel Gibson and Will Ferrell's father and very, I guess, <laughs> involved father in his life versus Mel Gibson's not so much involved is John Lithgow. Yeah. And this film just honestly looks like Will Ferrell being unfortunately where his comic career has gone in typical in most recent films and Mark Wahlberg being Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Dude, isn't it so funny, man? Anytime Mark Wahlberg gets casted in any movie, he he's he's essentially just playing Mark Wahlberg. He is the same yeah. person in whatever role that you put him in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
<laughs> now, I I mean, I think I think if I do end up seeing this movie, honestly, it's going to be because of John Lithgow. Um, I, I don't know if you've uh, caught any of the TV show that came out last year called um, um, uh, Trial and Error. It was on NBC. No. Yeah, so John Lithgow stars in this TV show, and he's pretty funny in that. And I and I like him. I, I he he's got he's just kind of got a I don't know just a charming way on screen that I just I don't know I I, I like I like watching him and the stuff that he's in and so. Um, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> daddy's home too. It is what it is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's uh that's the second weekend. And so the third weekend in November, um, has, well, this is probably going to be, I guess it's going to come down to Thor and justice league for which movie is going to make the most money in the month of November. But, uh, justice league is going to be the headliner for the third weekend in November. So yep. November 17th. And Justice League, man. So okay, so spoiler alert, listeners. If you have not seen the movie Batman v Superman, which came out last year, um, yeah, spoiler alert. Okay, you might want to push pause on this. Uh, Superman dies, and that is where we pick up in Justice League. So at the end of Batman v Superman, you see again, spoiler alert. Um, Wonder Woman is in that movie, and she is. Talking to Bruce Wayne, and they're figuring out how to uh, basically unite the metahumans and those that are have special abilities because there is an impending doom coming upon Earth, and they must band together to fight against this evil. Um, I I'm excited for this movie, and I think I'm letting the hype and and. <laughs> Just the, the incredible promotional materials that Warner Brothers has done for this movie just really get to me. And so I'm trying to temper my expectations for this movie. I very much enjoyed Wonder Woman. This is pretty much, you know, I mean, because this is part of the DC film universe, this is kind of, I guess, you know, it's not necessarily the sequel to Wonder Woman, but it just it, it's in line with the timeline and the chronology of the DC films. So... Yeah, I I mean, I don't know, man. What what do you think? I, I, I know I'm letting the hype get to me. I'm way too excited for this film, but what about you? Um I'm excited in some ways and not excited for in others. Okay, um, let's hear it. I'm excited because um it's uh similar to um uh our friends over at Big Screen Breakdown. It's childhood. It's like I watched the entire animated show. I so I, I grew up on Justice League, right. and so I'm excited for that. Oh, and this is the really... first Justice League movie we'll we have ever gotten. <laughs> exactly, and so for me, I, I'm excited to see these characters on screen working together. Uh, I'm not with that first uh, trailer that came out. Uh, I don't remember when it was, but when they play the come together uh, cover song i love i really enjoyed that trailer and it did get me excited there were some parts in that trailer that still have me iffy um in that uh the cgi kind of looks iffy i'm i, I mean it looks very similar to the other films and i do think that that's a problem in the other films as well but uh, at least in my opinion, I think that if you're going to put so much money in a film like like this, you could make it look a little better. 
Um, just and that's based on trailers. It may somehow look better when I see it on screen, but um, that is a little. I'm a little hindered by that, and also I really don't like how Cyborg looks. I that for me is uh, that, that that's a big bother for me. Yeah, I know. I you're not the only one that has said this. I, I I see a lot of people talking about the you know just the very iffy uh, computer generated images to create Cyborg for this movie. Um, yeah. But oh man, yeah. I okay. So Batman v Superman, even though I think it scored lower than a thirty percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, it made over eight hundred fifty million dollars, and that's that's globally. Yeah, I think a lot of people were at least Warner Brothers probably disappointed it did not make over a billion. What do you think? Do you think Justice League might be able to take that leap and be the first billion dollar DC EU film? I think it's definitely possible because I mean there are. People who are just – they'll go see it just because of nostalgia and e- at least once. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing with Batman versus Superman. People went to go see it because Holy of the cow. title. Yeah, Superman and Batman are finally together. <laughs> exactly. That was the – that was – I mean if – I think if you look at – I don't know the exact numbers, but if I remember correctly, like it definitely – like it spiked that first weekend, but then as – the word of mouth got out about the movie itself. It kind of it dwindled down a bit slowly and surely. Yeah. Like um, so, Justice League could do that, but more so just because there's so much. I guess there's much more to this film, and also obviously Wonder Woman brought a good amount of faith back to a lot of people. Yeah, um, and just it, seeing her yeah. on screen again. Well, yeah, and that's uh, honestly, I think the success of Wonder Woman is going to bode very well for Justice League uh, in in terms of its financial success. I think had Wonder Woman not done well, um, you know, in the box office and just in total, you know, to, uh, how, how many people went out to see this movie, I think Justice League would be in a lot of trouble. But because Wonder Woman has done so well and did so well. I mean, it, it grossed over $800 million. I mean, it was a huge yeah. success for, for that film. I, I think I think that is really going to give a big boost to Justice League. So I'm really excited for that film. I, I you know, again, I probably need to temper my expectations, but <laughs> I'm just really excited, man. I, I think it's going to be fun. And, and, you know, in the day, in, in, in this era of, of just superhero-dominated Hollywood industry right now because really that's really like what is driving the money machine of Hollywood or all these superhero films. Um, what Warner Brothers does with DC, it just, even though it might not be as good in terms of the actual quality of a film itself, it's so different from Marvel that I enjoy yeah. it. It's just, it, it is refreshing in a way. Um, so, okay. So that's, that's justice league. Uh, the, the other um, wide release film that's going to debut that weekend is one that I'm also looking forward to, and I hope to be able to see it. It's called Wonder, and so mm-hmm. Wonder Wonder stars Jacob Tremblay. Uh, so Jacob Tremblay, he's been in quite a few films. Uh, he was in one earlier this summer. He was in uh, the Book of Henry, even though that film wasn't that great. He was good in that movie. Um, and then you get um, oh, where are my notes for this? Owen Wilson and. 
um julie roberts yeah so they're uh, you know it's it looks like a good cast i think i think having julie roberts with owen wilson i think will pay dividends i think it, it, it it's a good you know a good move for this film um but it looks like a very very emotional movie it looks like a tearjerker type movie um and it's it's based it's based on a novel called wonder new york times bestseller and Jacob Tremblay plays plays a little boy who's going into the fifth grade and going into public school for the first time. And from the look of it, it looks like he had experienced some type of burns to his face. At least, you know, the type of scarring he has on his face that disfigured his face looks like burn injuries. I'm not sure if that is the case. That's just what it looks like from the trailer. From um, what I read, it actually was uh, he has a facial disformity, so it's not due to burning. It's it. I think in the book they actually called it like a specific um, disorder, but I don't. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's. But from what I've read, it's a facial disformity, which um, makes him different in that yeah. sense. Yeah, and and I mean, yeah. So listeners, I mean, go go just type in wonder or wonder film, whatever. Um, and yeah, just, just go look to see what, you know, what Jacob Tremblay is going to be putting himself into in this movie. And it, it does look good. Um, that that's, that's going to be the second wide release. There is another movie called the star. This is just an animated film. Um, I actually had no idea this movie was coming out. Uh, I saw the trailer just randomly last night. Um, but this is, it's, I guess it's kind of a Christmas movie. But it's about mm-hmm. it's about the animals that were present at the birth of of uh, the baby Jesus, and they go on some type of adventure, and they're the unsung heroes of Christmas. I, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> if if you if if you're if your parents and you've got some kids and they want to go see a movie that weekend, that might be one you want to take them to. <laughs> or yeah. if, if you're a parent that uh, maybe, I, I don't have kids, but uh, I, I'd probably get yelled at. I'd probably let my kids go see Justice League. <laughs> uh, I'd be probably the same. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the last movie I just want to make mention of is is called Mudbound. And I think this is a Netflix movie. Um, I, I don't know if you if you were looking to it, but I, I mean, the promo that I saw has Netflix all over it, so I'm assuming it's, you know, it's going to get released on Netflix immediately that weekend. So it's it's called Mudbound. It stars um, Carrie Mulligan, Jason Clark, Garrett uh, Headland, and it's about two men who served in World War II. So it's post World War II, and they have come home to their their hometown in uh, just a rural small part of Mississippi, and it's their, you know, really their acclimation to returning back to normal life and what it means for them post-world war ii but still in a very very um uh um racist time in the u.s and just Mm -hmm. you know basically them dealing with life the the trailer looked very good uh i'll I'll probably end up seeing this one especially if it's just on netflix you know don't have to go to the theater for this one but yeah yeah, those those are the movies that uh i had listed for week uh, uh the third weekend so um is there anything else you want to make mention? Or are you ready for the last and final weekend? Um, the only other film I have is it's called it's a film called I Love You, Daddy, and I think um, oh I, uh, I this, saw is, this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's very interesting. If you're a Louis C.K. fan, I think it's definitely potentially worth, and I am so like that's why I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, because I like his humor. Yeah, um, more and, more more commonly known as Louis. From his yes, show, Louis. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about this 
this father who um who's i think 18 year old girl comes to live with him like for her senior year of high school yeah i think i think she's 17 because oh, at least yeah at least from what i remember in the trailer she they talk about her being underage so i oh, guess right. technically that makes yeah. 17 yeah yeah so she comes and visits uh, um lives with him and with uh her parents are divorced and she's essentially, I guess, starts to get involved with the, um, like, mm-hmm. not, I don't know if it's film industry or uh, Hollywood. In, it has to do with um, very, I guess, arts industry. Um, and she meets John Malkovich, John Malkovich <laughs> who is a 60-year-old man. And he... And this, I think, is a very interesting – this is why, also why I think it's interesting because it deals with a topic. That is that, very hot and, right now. Right. Yeah. And this movie was for, made before, obviously, all of this uh, – Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein yeah. and also the Kevin Spacey stuff that just came out today. Right. Um, so it's – that's why I'm interested because not be, – obviously, all of that is – obviously a huge crime and i don't agree with it but this film since it i'm i want to see what they do with it because of how uh, presently topical it is just i'm just intrigued yeah and so that, that that was the main reason why i didn't mention it because the film itself looks like it is set up to be a comedy and right. so I, yeah, I, the, the jury is going to be out for this one to see what, you know, what type of content and storyline that this movie does present because, you know, it could be a very controversial film you know, yeah. just with everything going on. So yeah, I was, I was, I, I did have it in my notes. I was just trying to decide whether or not I wanted to make mention of it just because yeah, of everything, but no, I, I, I think you're right though. And I think that is worth mentioning because yeah, it's it's gonna really <laughs> it could yeah, it could go both ways. I honestly could see it going both ways for sure. Yeah, I can too. Yeah. So all right, all right, okay, uh, Andre, why don't you uh, lead us into our final weekend in November and let us let everyone know what's what's to be expected. Um, so the I think the biggest film that is coming out well, uh is coming out this week is Coco. Um which is the new Pixar film. Mm-hmm. And apparently also, I found this out today, attached to this film, there's going to be a new Frozen short for everyone out there who's a big Frozen fan. Um, Olaf's Frozen Adventure um, that they're releasing along with this. It's probably going to be... Um, I don't know how they're going to do it because obviously Pixar does always their own short before their own films. Right. So I don't yeah. know if this is going to be it's taking place of that or it's just going to be added on. I don't know, but I found that out today and I thought well, that's kind of cool for people who are a big fan of Frozen. Yeah, no, and, and it's interesting too because oh, so even though Pixar is owned by Disney, Pixar operates as its own studio yeah. just like Marvel does. Um, and so in and Frozen, Frozen it was created by Disney, not Pixar. So now. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting mesh between those two. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Coco's about this 12-year-old guy, a uh, kid, excuse me, um, who essentially adventures to the land of the dead and he meets his own family members. And what's interesting about this is it takes place during the Mexican um, 
a holiday of Dia de, de los Muertos, uh-huh. and which is also I'm. <laughs> Why this is released so far late into November, I don't know why. <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> you, you would think it would be the first weekend in November, yeah. right? Because I, I, I believe uh, El Dia de los Muertos is November 1st. Yes. Yeah. And so it's maybe they just didn't want to compete with Thor or something. I, I don't know. I mean, it's technically Disney owned. They're all Disney owned. So maybe that's they want Disney wanted to separate it because of that. Right. I don't know. But I think. Well, one, Pixar obviously has a fantastic record when it comes to animated pictures. So I am beyond excited for this. And also what I think is really intriguing about this is that I'm pretty sure the entire voice cast is all of um, either Mexican uh, ethnicity or Hispanic ethnicity. I don't. Oh, that's fantastic. I had no idea. Yeah, it's really – which is great, especially for a film like this that is clearly um, it's based on a Mexican holiday. So I think that, that I think that's great about it. And and again, Pixar. I mean, do I need to even spout off how many great films that they need that, yeah. that they've come out with? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm beyond excited for that. Yeah. Um, there's also, and I just forgot about this. There's also uh, a film actually coming out. That Wednesday, I guess before um, before Thanksgiving, it's called Roman J. Israel Esquire, hmm. um, which stars um, Denzel Washington and Colin Farrell. Uh, it's a legal drama film, and it's directed by Dan Gilroy, who also did Nightcrawler. And it's about – it's a fictional story about this lawyer who's fighting the good fight. But other people take the credit for him. But then his boss dies, so as a heart attack, so he has to take over, and he finds, um, what do you call it, uh, unsettling things about his, um, the place where he works, and it's kind of anti what he's been trying to fight for. So, I'm not so sure about this film. I think it will be interesting because one, I, I love Denzel Washington. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, but I just, uh, I, I'm not too excited about this film. I, I, I almost had a chance to go see it at the Philadelphia film festival last week. However, I wasn't able to get in and, um, other people, there the long line was pretty long. So, um, I am intrigued on it because I like Denzel Washington. However, um, I'm, I don't have a lot of high hopes for it. Um, then another film that's coming out is Polaroid, <laughs> <laughs> which I uh, – um, oh, it's a horror film about apparently a camera that if it's used, the person that the picture is taken of is somehow then killed. Yeah. Yeah, this so this movie this movie's actually been brought up on our movies coming soon episode I think twice already just because because the the release date has jumped around so much they've moved it uh, probably three times this year already and yeah. Uh, yeah we talked about it just because it's it's for anyone who has read Goosebump books it's a total copycat of the book say cheese and die <laughs> like that's yeah. all that it is <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 
And then I think one especially, which it's, I guess, similar to um, the Christopher Robin, uh, Goodbye Christopher Robin, is in the essence of it's about an author about creating uh, how he created a story, which is called The Man Who Invented Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm intrigued about this film because of – I well, and I really love the, the Christmas Carol story. I think that's yes. – uh, a f- phenomenal um like story i mean i as a kid i and i still watch it every year is the muppet christmas carol <laughs> that's, yeah man <laughs> that's one of my like i during the month of december i go through like certain christmas films almost every single year and that's one of them um and so yeah so it's basically about this story about how charles dickens who's played by dan stevens yeah which i liked him um he was in marshall he also was the beast in beauty and the beast and he also was um for those who watch it he um is legion in um the fx tv show legion um and he's he's a decent actor like i he's been coming up uh, fairly recently so i think like i mean he gives he gives intrigue to me to at least i'm very intrigued and also this film also has christopher Plummer in it mm-hmm. and i and he plays i guess his mind version of who um scrooge is so i like that and also jonathan price who is um for those who don't know who he is he's high sparrow in game of thrones and also governor swan in the pirates of the caribbean film so this this film i think i'm, I'm very intrigued about it because i like i like weird biopics like this that go back into like so far into history that it's like i think um just based on like these stories that people have grown up with um continually and we're learning something new um about how somebody created a a story that we all love so i'm i'm very intrigued about this film yeah so this this is gonna be one of my most anticipated films for november and like you i grew up watching um actually many different versions of the christmas carol movie um every single christmas it's it it, it, very beloved by my dad and we watch it religiously every single year and there there are three versions that i make sure to watch every single year and and that's i mean i i literally watch this movie three times every christmas <laughs> and and the muppet christmas carol is one of them yeah uh, the the next one is actually the it's the disney animated one with jim carrey that came out a few years oh, yeah. ago i really enjoy that one mainly because of how true it is to the book it, it mm-hmm. is it is at least out of the versions that i've seen i've seen probably five or six different versions of the christmas carol story in, in movie form and the that that jim carrey one is the truest one to the book but then the albert finney musical that that mm-hmm. one is the one we watch every single year i cannot wait for this movie it, it it looks so good and i'm so excited to see this one yeah that that one is it, it's definitely on my list i will see that in theaters yeah i think um so- for me, like when it comes to the Muppet Christmas, the reason why I love it so much is one, I'm a big Muppets person, so <laughs> yes. um, yeah. and so one that, but then also I think for me at least, uh, Michael Caine as Scrooge is such a great in my I, 
uh, is such a great cast, and I love the little bit at the end when he starts singing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. Uh, it's just so much. I just love that film so much that I want like and and I've obviously read the the actual original book and stuff, and I like the Jim Carrey one. Um, so uh, yeah, similar similar to you, I, I love yeah. I love the story. So yeah. I'm ex- I'm I'm pretty intrigued and pretty excited for it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, the one film that I'm really excited for um, is The Darkest Hour. Yes, I am uh, beyond excited for this because just one, it's a World War II story, and I. I mean, we've talked about it. Um, yeah. If we talked about it uh, on this or offline, I know we talked about it offline. But I don't know if we talked about it on this. World War Two movies are always, to me, like they're always good. Mm-hmm. Like I've always, I'm always excited for those. And then you add in the fact that Gary Oldman is playing um, Winston Churchill. And for me, Gary Oldman has been one of those actors that has always for me been really good but i feel he just hasn't done i i don't i don't to be honest i don't know right now i don't think he's been i don't think he's won any awards i don't think i could be wrong though yeah i i'm looking at his imdb page and i don't i don't see any uh uh-uh. which is unfortunate because he's put out a significant amount of fantastic performances oh absolutely yeah i mean you he for those who have seen jfk he's lee hardwald in that yes Um, yeah uh, he's also obviously in the nolan's batman films um he's in the harry potter films Yep. (laughs) and and, uh the fifth element i think is that's one of his in my opinion one of his roles that i forget that it's gary oldman um and just because of how outrageous it is and then when you like compare like all these great acting jobs that he's done and you compare it with that it's just so different yeah have you ever seen the book of eli with denzel washington yes i like that film as well gary oldman is an excellent bad guy in that movie yeah 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 he always does very decent uh bad guys as well um and then, personally, one of my favorite roles by him is also when he played uh, Count Dracula. And I just watched this, I think, a few weeks ago um, in Bram Stoker's Dracula. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's its hard to explain because I think that film is a beautiful film when it comes to... There's obviously flaws with it that I, I are very annoying. But overall, I love that film. And so, like, re-watching it, I still don't understand how um like he wasn't even really nominated for that and just because of how how much he gets into a role like he really i guess really buries himself in this so yeah Yeah. i think and so anyway darkest hour is basically the events um leading up to um winston churchill's big speech so and he's uh, i guess tried to be convinced not to do it or his debate on how they want to be involved with world war ii and dealing obviously with hitler and i and i think um it's gonna be a great film it also has lily james in it yeah and 
Ben Mendelsohn. Yep, yeah, he's who, he's he's Orson Krennic from Rogue yeah, One. <laughs> exactly. So I think that there's a high potential. This does look like one of those films. I mean, that do come out this time, always this time of year. Right. Uh, uh, but for me, like I'm sold already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that uh, for me, that's one of my highlights of November. Um, it, yeah, it, so it's it's kind of fascinating because, and I wanted to bring this up, and this is something that I, I I'm sure many people have noticed, you know, throughout, uh, you know, just I guess <laughs> when people start paying attention to movies and what movies get released uh, in in the course of a year, um, this is not the first Winston Churchill movie to get released in 2017. So back in, uh, I, I think back in May, I think maybe June of this year um there was a movie called churchill that was released yeah. that was also about winston churchill and uh it, the guy the actor that played churchill was brian cox and so i know that this film did not rate well among critics i didn't get to see it I did um not. you know it, it's not uncommon that hollywood will release you know the studios will have really it's the same movie you know um released in the same year you know, just I mean, I guess the the comparison that I always go back to is like, you know, when Deep Impact and Armageddon were released in the same day. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, there's always the a very, you know, the, a few movies that always are kind of the same that get released. But, but yeah, this is the one though. This this is the one that I am also very, very much looking forward to. Um, I, I think Winston Churchill, at, at least at least among the American history that is taught to us Yankees um, is one of the most unsung heroes of world war of world war two. You know, I think, I think too often it's taught you know, to us Americans in history that we really came in and we saved the day, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Winston Churchill, I, I don't think a lot of people know this is that he, he became prime minister in the middle of the war and, yeah. and he really, he himself, uh, for the UK, he came in and really saved the UK from falling and from invasion from, from Germany. And yeah, I, I, he, you know, I think they call, he, he's a part of the big three, you know, so you've got, um, you've got Roosevelt, Churchill, and then I think, I think Stalin is considered one of the big three, you know, the big three allies from the con- biggest countries that were a part of the World War II, but no, he, I, I, I'm very much looking forward to this film along with you. Very much so. Yeah. Um, and then the only other film um, that I have, which is one that I came across today, actually, um, it's called Call Me By Your Name. And it's in, uh, it's about this guy um, who I'm not exactly I, – I don't think he was a famous actor or anything – but he's a young man who's living over in Italy, and then this uh, essentially a medical fellow um, student is also over there who's played by Army Hammer, and they end up, I guess, um, kind of forming a relationship type of thing. Um, so it's it's about this relationship between these two men, and it looks like a typical like romance story where. They're obviously um, in. Uh, they're dealing with obviously their sexuality and stuff like that, and trying to figure that out, and also, I guess, um, be true to themselves, but also hiding themselves from the others. Um, 
from the trailer, and I'm not. It looks like a similar type of story to that of. Um, oh, why am I blanking on the name right now? Um, it came out last year with uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh, uh, with uh, Rooney Mara. I don't know why I'm blanking on it right now. Oh shoot! Um, oh man, it's dude, it's on the tip of my tongue too. Shoot. <laughs> um. Okay. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. Well, anyway, um, it looks like a very similar film. Um, to that, in that, just basically, it's a romance between these people who, um, who by society rules they're not supposed to be together but type of that type of story Mm. um and them dealing with the repercussions of that and it army hammer um he's intrigued me and i know um for me that i i'm curious about him because i've seen him in many different types of roles and i don't know he's i guess uh, how do i put this an actor that can do decently, but has also done terribly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very just, I'm intrigued enough because he's done well enough for me to at least be intrigued by him. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm definitely holding my reservations about him. Yeah, I mean, most people know Army Hammer from the box office flop that is The Lone Ranger. Yeah, a, a film that I liked, um, but I I think he's excellent in The Man from Uncle. Right. Yeah. So that, that those are the movies that I get my impressions of Army Hammer and his ability. But yeah. Yeah. So uh, he was also in a movie that I also uh, I liked called The Birth of a Nation, which came out last year. Hmm. So I thought I thought he did well in that. Um, so that's for me. That's why I'm more intrigued because I really liked him in that film as well. So it's kind of, like I said, I'm intrigued, but it could really go either way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that last weekend is stacked, man. It might be the most stacked weekend of of November, but uh, man, quite a few movies, dude. I, I'm I think November. I think November is gonna be good. I, it honestly, it honestly has got me really excited. So. All right, Andre, let's go ahead and end this podcast and go to our very last segment, and we're going to announce which movie we are most anticipating. Backseat Directors, most anticipated movie. Okay, Andre, um, why don't you go first and tell me which movie you are most looking forward to in November? Um, I think, and... Uh, I think it's honestly Murder on the Orient Express um, just because I think that this story is such a good one and it's I really like mystery stories and even though from me obviously I know what happens just because I've seen like the prior rendition and also I've read the um, the story previously right so uh, but even that I, I I like the story enough to say that like I'm really excited I mean it in that of uh, this the cast like we said it's stacked so that for me i, I that drags me i don't wa- i don't watch any more trailers on it just because i i don't well one i didn't really need to see i saw the first trailer and i was fine so yeah. that was good enough for me yeah yeah and and so 
for my most anticipated movie, it comes down to three. Murder on the Orient Express is one. Justice League is two. And um, the third would be The Man Who Invented Christmas. So those those are the three that I, I like. I will absolutely see these movies in theater this month when they come out. Yeah. And I... And just like I said before, the hype, it really is getting to me. And so I think Justice <laughs> League is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, but yeah, Murder on the Orient Express, it looks good. So yeah, there's there's really a lot to look forward to in November. So uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. There there seems to be more films that are going have the potential to be good versus October. It was less movies that were turned out to be good yeah and more films that <laughs> yeah. could more likely to not be terrible right right so okay andre well thanks for joining me on the this this uh i guess preview of what is coming soon for the month of november so andre why don't you go ahead and let the listeners if they don't know already how they can get a hold of you uh and fo- uh, read your movie reviews or just follow you online um, if you want to read my movie reviews or follow me online, it's pretty much the same across all social networks, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, it's at the formal review. Um, and I post uh, reviews on all the movies that I see. Um, I also do live uh, reactions of films um, just on movies that I haven't seen. I have seen many times and I don't really feel like doing a review on them uh, but I'll still give my honest thoughts about them and maybe I'll and I'm open to doing requests uh, to watch films that either I haven't seen or if you just want to know my thoughts on a film I'm willing to do that um, you can also follow Film Hype HQ um, they give up to date movie news they're always good and box office buzz that's buzz with one Z um and yeah just if you're into movie reviews um go ahead and read them i think i give a good review on films i think you give a great review on films (laughs) andre (laughs) all right listeners thank you so much for listening to today's episode of movies coming soon with my my uh, guest host and good friend Andre from the Formal Review. Uh, thank you for staying through the end. This uh, Andre, this is officially my longest podcast ever. Uh, <laughs> I broke the record. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, yeah, thanks, thanks for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, and we hope you look forward to what's coming out in November. We know we uh, we definitely are looking forward to what Hollywood has in store. So, if you want to uh, make sure that you can keep up with every episode that gets released by Backseat Directors, you can find the podcast primarily on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That's the one I like to feature it on, but also we are featured on Podbean. You can find us on Google Play or Stitcher and really any other podcast outlet. But thank you so much again for listening. We hope you guys have a wonderful week and enjoy your Halloween. So happy Halloween to everyone, and we'll see you guys next week at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Beatty Podcast. <laughs>